the Roman writer Phaedrus was a fable writer. He was originally a slave, just like Aesop, his great uh, Greek predecessor, whose fables he adapts and uh, changes. He, he came to Italy uh, as a slave and was educated, became a freedman of Augustus, and uh, his great literary achievement was to take the humble Aesopian fable and, and really give it sort of Roman status as a Roman literary genre in which he mixes a lot of high and low elements. It's really it's wonderful stuff. He also apparently had some political illusions in his fables because he ran afoul of the Emperor Tiberius's uh, right-hand man, Sejanus, supposedly with some illusions in his fables and suffered an unknown punishment. Uh, the one I have for you today is uh, on a, the theme of the Battle of the Mice and the Weasels. Now, of course, the Romans and the Greeks... Uh, humanized animals, just like we do, everybody else does, but when they often did this by imagining these critters gathering together and fighting pitched battles with each other, uh, like humans do, and it shows you how you know pervasive the annual cycle of warfare, military service is in ancient societies, that they figured animals probably did that too <laughs> in the wild. Uh, there's, a, there's an old poem attributed to Homer called the Battle of Batracomuamachia, the Battle of Frogs and Mice. And here's one about the Battle of the Mice and the Weasels. There's an allusion in line two that this was a common theme on the walls in Roman taverns. Phaedrus puts this uh, idea to a usual use in fable, which is to counsel prudence uh, for ordinary the ordinary man not getting involved in the struggles of the great or trying to be too ambitious. Apparently the mice were beaten by the weasels and scurried away into their holes, but their leaders were caught by the horns that they had tied their heads to make themselves more conspicuous to the follower mice. So there's an, you know, it's not just about mice versus weasels, it's really about plebeian mice versus aristocratic mice and giving some advice to the former. Uh, meter of the poem is the iambic scenarius. This is a common meter for fable and uh, for the theater where it originated. It is a uh, it's sort of flexible meter that is speech-like. It's used in dialogue, just like the iambic pentameter in Shakespeare. And there's a lot of substitutions that are possible, but basically you have five... It's a, it falls into two parts. You've got sort of a five-beat beginning, and then there's a caesura or a pause, followed by the rest of the line, which is, again is quite various because of the substitutions, but it always ends uh, uh, with a long, short, long da da da. So you'll hear like the first line is cum victi mures, it's five syllables, and there's a slight pause. Then mus de la rexercitu, and that da 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 tells you that's the end of the line. The second line has some substitutions, historia quoret, five units, and then in tabernis pingitur. So, in theory, the IM is supposed to be a short long, but the pattern is much more various than that. Lots of um, spondees and dactyls and other things happening there, but she'll get that uh, sort of initial section, then listen for that, and then a pause, and then a little syncopation at the end. In addition to having the sort of social contrast between high and low, there's also a, a nice contrast between high and low language in this poem. Uh, obviously, it starts out with this very humble theme, sort of uh, slightly silly theme of the, of the poem, but then towards the end, uh, there's some language that's quite high and quite poetic. Uh, when the weasels are eating the mice, it, the word immolatos is, it means to kill. Immolo means to kill, but really this is a, means to sacrifice and slay ritually. It's used at a high point at the end of the Aeneid, where Turnus is 
being killed by Aeneas. And it's a rare and, and special sounding word. And then on the next line, line 10, this phrase Tartario specu, Tartarius meaning of the underworld, is a very rare adjective used really only in poetry, very high epic poetry. So uh, there's some piquant and funny contrast here between the low atmosphere of the tavern, and then by the end of the poem we're in the uh, high environs of the epic recital hall. The translation is roughly as follows. When the mice, having been beaten by the army of the weasels, the story also appears painted on the walls of taverns, when the mice were fleeing and were scurrying around to their narrow holes, they made it back with difficulty. Yet they did escape death. Their leaders, who had tied horns on their heads so that the soldiers would have something conspicuous to follow in battle, stuck at the entrances and were caught by the enemy. The victor slew him with ravenous teeth. And here this is poetic, singular for plural. The victors slew them with ravenous teeth and plunged them into the Tartarian cavern of his capacious belly. Whatever people, and here's the moral, whatever people is visited with a miserable fate, the grandeur of the leaders runs the risk. The little people can easily hide in safety. Cum victi mures, mustelar exercitu, historia quoret in tabernis pingitur, fugerent et artos, circum trepidarent cavos. Aigre recepti, tamen ewa serunt necem. Duces eorum, qui capitibus cornua, suis ligarant ut conspico in proilio haberent signum, quod sequerentur milites, haeser in portis, suntque captab hostibus, quos immolatos, Victor avidis dentibus, capacis alvi mersit tartareo specu. Quemcumque populum tristise ventus premit, periclitatur magnitudo principum, minuta plebes facili praesidio latet. <laughs> 